is Tansley Stearns? Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Chuck Fagan, president and CEO of PSEU, a cooperative payments partner for credit unions. Leveraging digital technology, PSEU supports 2,400 organizations representing more than 7.7 billion transactions annually. The movement of money matters deeply to human beings. PSEU helps credit unions play a lead role with their members in these critical daily moments. This is Chuck's story. Who is Chuck Fagan? Wow. I don't know that I've ever had it asked quite that way before. Um, I'll start out with grandfather, uh, father, husband, nearly uh, in June, be 35 years with my wife. And uh sibling and then you know one of the team I, I like being part of the team even though obviously in your role my role we we uh have a responsibility but i i just enjoy uh rolling up my sleeves and being part of the group and uh trying to make a difference for our company so i think that that kind of sums it up finish this sentence for me the world will be a better place when well, I am so passionate on what credit unions are focused on around financial wellness. So I think the world's a better place when everybody has a shot. You know, we, we need to do all we can do to ensure that um, people can be happy in their lives. And I think a lot of that foundationally is financial well-being. And the more we can do as an industry, the more we can uh, support that type of cause, I think the better. And you know, PSCU in, in my role here, uh, I think certainly has responsibility in supporting you doing it. The member relationship is obviously always uh, yours, but, you know, I think we do play an important role in that. And I want to make sure that uh, we're doing everything we can to support that. So uh, I think I think I start there. When you're at your happiest, most joyful times you're listening to? So, that's a pretty cool question. I, you know, grew up at a time, 70s, 80s, with that just classic music. And my daughters, several years ago, and I, I think it started, we had um, uh, one of the rising country artists uh, perform at our member forum. And, you know, I just said to him, his, his name was Brett Eldridge. He's, he's a, you know, just amazing top of the chart kind of guy now. I said, Brett, I don't know a lot about your music, but my daughters sure love it. And our daughters introduced Kathy and I to uh, country music. And we've really gotten to where now sitting out on our patio and, you know, enjoying some of the newer artists, newer songs that come out really uh, is relaxing. And uh, country music, I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, there's just so much intentional um, focus around the words and the music. It is, it's quite comforting. 
What's an album you listen to from first song to last? So I will go back to my, I'll go back to my seventies, eighties on that a bit. Um, you know, one of my all time favorite artists is Peter Gabriel and mm -hmm. he has an album called the round ones. And, you know, it's a lot of live music in there. And I just think he's an incredible performer. And if, if I'm permissed to have two um, dire straits, brothers in arms is just uh, to me, a phenomenal album. That's great. Tell us what made you laugh out loud recently. Oh, that's, that's, it's such an easy answer because we have my, my wife and I are blessed with three wonderful grandchildren. Um, one that'll be six in August and twins that'll be three in July and the twins, we get kind of a daily video of them doing something. And we got a video of them playing in water yesterday. And they're at such an age where they make each other laugh. It's, it's a boy girl twin. And, um, they are just hilarious to watch as they play together and um, open out loud. I mean, we're, we split time between Virginia here and, and, and Florida where my wife and I are in Florida right now, because we have meetings or I have meetings and um, you know, they're, they're videos and we'll be sitting having lunch openly laughing in the middle of a restaurant just when we get those videos. <laughs> when was the last time you danced so hard that your feet were sore? Uh, and you were there. Member forum is just one of those things that the build up, the the hard work that our team puts in. Um, you know, I I don't know that anybody wanted to listen to me for fifty minutes or so, but speaking that long and you know getting through that kind of thing. At the end, we we did have an incredible concert with Low Cash, and it was just bouncing all around, thanking people for being there and, you know, just enjoying the moment. So that, that wasn't long ago. That was a little over a month ago. When you feel down, you heal by? Oh, that certainly our family, we have two daughters, um, get together when we're in Virginia together every Saturday night for dinner. So there's, there's kind of always that, uh, family time that you can count on. So it might be Monday or Tuesday, but you look forward to that dinner on Saturday night. And then, you know, during the week, Kathy and I, we do love our red wine. And we we did build, uh, when we built our house, a nice outdoor area. So we, we sit outside and listen to music and, you know, have a glass of wine or two. Who's someone you look up to? Oh, my parents are are just incredible. They're um, coming up in October on their 60th anniversary and, you know, just uh, have been inspirational. I'm the oldest of five and all of us are still um, around that Richmond, Virginia area and we get together and, and are close. But, you know, 60 years of marriage, um, that that's saying something. So <clears throat> 35 years for me and my wife, and we're just over halfway. Um, if I, if I tangibly think about the business side, um, Jane Watkins was a CEO at Virginia credit union, hired me out of college, took a chance and, in 1988. And I learned so much from her. And then certainly Dave Serlo, the first employee and only president and CEO of PSCU would be uh, kind of on the business side. If you build it, they might come. If you build it with them, they're already there. True innovation starts with empathy first. 
The best way to build the right thing is to listen to stakeholders and solve their biggest problems in new and creative ways. What's a mantra you live by? Oh, it's my, my father, his thing, I'm, I think it was probably for all of us kids. I know it was for me. And that was promise what you can deliver and work hard to deliver more than you promise. That, that uh, you know, don't, don't tell me you're going to do something and not follow through with it. Make sure you work hard to, to deliver on that. And that one has certainly stuck with me. And again, if I'm permitted to, uh, one of the CEOs of uh, PSU that I visited a long time ago when uh, I came back, it's just been over eight years, he had a saying on his desk that if you build it, they might come. If you build it with them, they're already there. And as we do so much investment and work here at PSCU, um, we can't ignore what it means to you and, and your team and your members. And the best way to deliver the right thing is to involve our credit unions as we build. And, um, you know, I just love that quote. Tell us about your impossible. Boy, <clears throat> I think the impossible for me, and I'll, I'll kind of stick with the business side here, is the impossible is ever thinking you're fast enough with how the pace is going in not only payments, but in your world and the financial services world as well. Um you know, I still have my first account that I opened at Virginia Credit Union and when I started in 1988. And, you know, your daughter, um, my daughters even at, at 32 and 27. How did I get old enough to have daughters that old? But, <laughs> um, you know, their, their loyalty is probably different. If we don't keep pace with what they expect from their financial institution and they grew up with Apple and they grew up with these companies that you know, really have uh, an intense focus on cadence and speed. And I think if if we as an industry and certainly me and, and leading PSCU uh, have an impossible, it is ever, ever feeling like, I don't think cutting, uh, you know, bleeding edge, but I do think leading edge is where we have to be. And it, it is a constant impossibility to think that we can be that fast, but it's, it's what we have to strive for. Yeah. What are some of the challenges you faced that looked insurmountable? When I came back to PSCU in 2015, um, PSCU really didn't have a lot of growth, really didn't have any growth and the culture was not what it was. So, um, you know, those first few months, even though I, I had laid out a plan with the board, um, it, it certainly seemed like I was going backwards every time I went forward a couple steps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, patience is one of those things as a leader, uh, you, you learn, you know, I, I'm sure you're feeling that right now. You want everything to happen at once, but it just doesn't quite work that way. So mm -hmm. um I had to give myself 18 months, two years before it really felt like, oh, wow, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there finally. And um, it was incremental steps to make it happen. But um, then, then the challenge becomes staying there. Yes. Was there a point during your journey that you felt like giving up? Um, I don't, 
when you do strengths finder, my number one strength is competitiveness. So I don't, I don't know that I ever thought about giving up, but I did have serious thoughts about what have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you just get hit with so many different directions of things. I, I'll give you an example. We, we had a category five hurricane headed right towards St. Pete. You know, there's actually been two over the last five years and what, a category five hurricane would do to this area would, I mean, it would be devastation. And sadly for an area South, it took a right-hand turn. Uh, it spared us from that direct hit. But, you know, when, when you're working so hard on culture and then something happens like that, you, you either, you know, embrace it and figure out a way to support your people. And that's the path we chose. We, we sent U-Hauls up to Georgia and you couldn't get bottled water here in Florida, in, in the Tampa area. And we we filled a truck at Sam's Clubs and Costco's up in Georgia and brought cases of water back for our team. We brought back a blanket and flashlights for everybody. Just, you know, in the event you're going to lose electricity. And, you know, what seemed like a relatively small gesture, just strengthen and embolden our culture and, and the moves we were making. And, you know, it, it, it was an idea of people on my executive team to say, let's do that. And boy, uh, it just, I don't know, it, it took what seemed impossible and, you know, maybe wanting to give up, but it, it actually gave you strength to do more. Would you share a story about a time where something went bananas that you can look back now and laugh about? Oh, wow. It's, it's, um, the, the one I'll say is we, we weren't doing employee engagement surveys, uh, at, at this time when I started and I just said, how can we fix our culture and get it right? If we're not listening to our employees Mm -hmm. and, you know, the numbers are great when you see them in terms of information. Our number wasn't so great. But the thing that matters is those verbatim comments where people truly tell you what's going on. So when we got it, I I actually was so depressed, not only by the number, but some of the comments. And um, as I worked with the folks from Gallup, they actually arranged uh, a meeting that Len Heckler and I had up at Gallup's headquarters with their CEO, Jim Clifton. And I mean, he, he's such an inspirational guy. And, and he said, look, your numbers and your, your stuff, you're thinking it's bad because, you know, you were there years before and perhaps they were different then, but you got a really good starting point. So, you know, we, we just got, um, Gallup Workplace of Excellence uh, recognition with, you know, 57 companies worldwide. And we just got recognized by Forbes as uh, one of the top 40 best places to work um, as they looked at companies in the U.S. And in the financial services industry, we were top five. So um, we look back on that first reaction we gave, like, you know, laughing and it, it it was like, oh, did we really want to find this out? And then now uh, to see where we've come uh, is 
is really gratifying. And, you know, we, we, we actually now have the taller task of trying to stay there. So. Congratulations. It's such a great story. Thank you. Achieving your impossible is one thing, but there are no fairy tale endings. We reach milestones and keep going. What challenges is your impossible still facing? <clears throat> well, it, it, the world we work in, um, you don't have pricing elements going up. Everything's in a race to zero. So we've been growing. We've grown 70% over the last four years, which is an, a, it's a testament to our team, a testament to our um, credit unions, and we could not be more excited to work with uh, Community Financial and your team. Uh, just so exciting on on all fronts. And when we when we look at those pricing elements going down, it gets harder and harder to grow. And we we like cross ten billion every year because we lose ground on at least 20% of our business every year and you know figuring out diversification of revenue strategies figuring out how we can sustain that growth so that we can keep investing back in to keep community financial and others competitive and and linking that whole payments equation with your members um you know is is an ongoing thing i i say it all the time that you as a credit union CEO are, are almost having to reinvent what you do every year to achieve the success that you achieve. It wasn't long ago where deposits were not a problem. Now, you know, you're having to be so creative to get um, funds in. So you, you have that lending engine that just continues to support the consumers and, and the members. So I think we're in similar spots that um, every year we come into the year, oh man, how are we gonna how are we gonna do it again? And you know, we we as leaders, we don't want to go back, so we keep setting those goals higher and higher, and somehow we collectively figure a way to get there. And you know, I don't I don't think that ever goes away. I think that's just a constant thing that we face and something we sign up for. Fagan reminds us that everyone needs to understand how their contributions make a difference in order to fuel passion for the company's strategy. Every single person in the organization supports the big picture. Culture thrives when each individual connects to the greater good. What's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use the fire in their bellies to bring their impossible dreams to life? Yeah. One of my favorite things is, um, you know, to me, every single person in your organization, every single person in our organization supports the big picture. Mm -hmm. um, the, the example I use is our facilities team uh, who are just hardworking, incredible members of our, our group. And when we bring community financial down to our St. Pete office, when you pull into the parking lot, if the grounds aren't clean, palm trees, um, you know, trimmed and orderly, buildings power washed, whatever it is, it's like buying a house. The first impression matters. Mm -hmm. So to me, our facilities team plays into the sales process, plays into our revenue growth. And my advice is figure out how what you do supports the overall objectives of the organization and really stay fixed on that. 
Um, when I came back in 2015, we added to every single employee's review kind of a, a question, you know, kind of finish the sentence. Um, my position supports the overall objectives of the company through, and, mm. and I wanted them to kind of piece that together, figure mm-hmm. out how what they do supports uh, what we do as an organization. And um, I, I think that helped me early on and continues to today, but I think it really connected our organization to the changes that we had to undertake. What's your next impossible, my friend? Oh boy, Tansley, I, I think the hate, they pop up all the time. Um, I'll, I'll start with just the technology and the constant moves. I mean, you, you, this impacted you more, but Apple raising a billion dollars in a week with a new savings account and you know, that Apple credit card for us, you can get it in like four or five clicks under 10 minutes and have the card digitally provisioned into your wallet. Um, you know, I think one of our learnings from that and, and an impossibility was the lending operating systems that credit unions use don't permit a four or five click environment. So what what can we do to ensure that you're relevant with your card products. And, you know, our decision around that impossibility was investing in Amount, which is a fintech up in uh, the Chicago area that that has built a digital lending tool that Capital One and others are using. And uh, we, we've been able to, in fact, we demonstrated that at the member forum. So I think the impossibility uh, that will just constantly stick with us is these fintechs and the changes that happen in the market in front of us and what we can do to be the player that you expect us to be in investing and and keeping you connected to, you know, these new things. Awesome. Well, thank you, my friend. You're so inspiring. We're so honored that you took a little time to share your story and your dreams with us. Tansley, you inspire me. I had a chance, uh, as you know, to speak to your leadership team, and I was just blown away by the enthusiasm, the creativity, and uh, just applaud what you're doing as well. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.